Tonight on the Peas, Five Nights at Freddy. I have a theory that Nick and Gerald are going to vehemently disagree. But that's just a theory. Ladies and gentlemen, it's another episode of Two Peas on a podcast where we discuss the latest and sometimes greatest movies every week. Gerald is here with you, and over on the other side, I think is he's in a suit of some kind. It looks like a beautiful chef teddy bear kind of thing. Nicholas, how are you? There he is. I'm going to chop you up and feed you to all the kids at Chuck E. Cheese, Gerald. Wait, what? <laughs> what? Hey, I said hi. Wow. Yeah, good to uh, see you, too. By the way, uh, good to see you, brother. Thanks to producer Dan for doing the cold open for us there. Love you, Dan. And any fans of the Five Nights at Freddy's franchise will probably appreciate his cold open. He had to explain it to us, Nick. We he, didn't really did. know what he was talking about. He did. <laughs> we didn't really know what he was talking about. But we are discussing Five Nights at Freddy's, the new film that just released from Blumhouse. Not four. We're going to discuss all five of them. It dropped in theaters on Friday, and it also went straight to Peacock on streaming, which we will discuss a little bit about the day and date release now that we are past COVID. is a bit strange, but I don't think it hurt the box office. I don't know if you saw the numbers on this thing, but... Uh, as horror tends to do, it really blew up at the box office. But we'll get into all that when we discuss in the review. But before we get there, we start every episode, Nick, with what we like to call one big question. You could ask yourself a question. I have a lot of questions. Number one, how dare you? I'm kicking this one off this week too, baby, mm-hmm. because I all this right. is this is tangentially related, and then I'm going to explain why after you give your answer. Mm, what okay. Gerald is. A movie that has made you question going to the movie theater to see movies anymore. What movie is there a movie that's ever seriously made what? you? That's is I'm, I'm being dead serious. Is there is there a movie that has ever made you want to be like you know what? I don't want to hmm. waste my time going to the movies anymore because the experience was so bad. Like and this is not this is not related to the score of the movie or anything like that. I was going to say, are we getting a little foreshadowing here? Or? This is related very specifically to my trip to see this movie. So I, I want to okay. hear your answer for this if you if you've ever come that close, and then I'll explain mm. um, my trip to the theater to see this movie. Well, I'm trying. Obviously, the idea is to give you the answer off the top of my head here. So. I'm going to say when I took my wife to a local theater here called the Rialto, which is actually not even in business anymore. It was a very, very old school movie house. They had like two th- uh, screens and they showed like all these old independent films and nice, nice. Been, around since, been around since like the 50s or whatever. And sadly, it's, it's gone out of business because of COVID. But we went there uh, several years ago, probably about 10 years ago, to see Terrence Malick's The Tree of Life. Oh, God. <sighs> all right. 
Now, I know a lot of our friends over at In Session and some other people and, you know, like see this movie in a different light. And that's great. Like, if this is your thing, JD knows awesome. full well how much I despise Tree of Life. It is so yeah, J- bad. JD, I if you're listening it. to this, I'm so sorry, buddy. But I love you, yeah, JD. So love you. We went to see this at the Rialto and my wife, who is the most care, like just the most chill person that would not in any way show her ass in any way about an hour into the movie was like i can't do this and she literally <laughs> left <laughs> and she and she left me sitting there and i and in my mind i'm going this is i don't know what the, what is this where's brad pitt like what's happening and i you know so i got up i'm like all right she's upset for uh, reference for the people that on. have seen the movie that's about halfway through the like uh <laughs> The, the, the like, montage of, like, where the dinosaurs, the really dinosaurs good CJ dinosaurs are running around. It's, like, halfway through that, probably. I go out to the lobby, and I'm like, you know, are you okay? Like, What's going on? And she's like, I just can't watch this Windows 95 screensaver anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going, you know what? Let's just go. The screen savagery. I'm not going to do it either, because we had it, because it also was two and a half hours, you know, so it was, like, not even halfway over at that point. So that was a moment where I was like, I don't know. I mean, obviously, I have continued to go to the movies, well, but <laughs> I just kind of thought to myself, I'm going to be careful with who I bring to the movies with me because not everybody's going to be into cinema like me. And I felt bad for, in a way, kind of torturing her with this Terrence Malick, you know, existential viewing or whatever. So that was the first thing that came to mind. It's also a really fond memory of, of one of our date nights. It's just kind of hilarious to think back on. So okay. now you came up with this que- question. So what's your answer for that? Uh, my, my answer is five nights at Freddy's. Oh God, so here we this, go. This movie came out same day and date on Peacock. Okay. Yeah. I could have stayed home and watched this thing from the comfort of my own home right here. But instead I was like, no, I love going to the theater. I really do love mm-hmm. going to the theater. It's always been one of my favorite things ever. Yeah, of one of the reasons I love movies so much is just that theatrical experience. Like, I really do enjoy it. I had a ticket time, Gerald, of 11.30 a.m., okay? Oh, wow. 11.30 a.m. Do you know what time the movie actually started? Well, if it was an AMC, it probably just started a couple hours ago. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they, they run more ads than uh, the no, NFL. It's, it's, it's a regal. Uh, it started... Oh, okay. It started at 11.58 a.m., so almost a half an hour of commercials and trailers and more commercials. Yeah. Now now Regal, I don't know if any other theaters you'd know do this, but now Regal actually runs commercials in between trailers, too. So it's not oh, enough wow. to have, like, a ton of commercials at the top and then, like, your oh, trailers, God. like, you get that delineation. No, uh-uh. Yikes. You get commercials peppered in all through the trailers and everything like that as well. No good. Do you know how I knew it was 11.58, Gerald? No. Because the woman in front of me was on her phone literally the entire freaking movie. Brought her kids to the movie, was clearly just bored to tears by it. What? Like, brought her kids to the movie and everything like that, and was just sitting there and, like, on her phone the entire time. So that's the only reason I knew. And she just happened to be sitting in, like, this direct, like perfect placement that every time she turned her phone on it was this big beacon like i was like a mosquito being drawn to the bug zapper like like instantly like as soon as this (laughs) as soon as this thing lit up and then the kicker the kicker gerald is all i heard the sound i heard this is all i heard throughout this whole movie are you ready oh god no i don't think i am (sighs) oh 
shit. Oh, shit. From her? From the same person? No. So behind me, someone behind me, they weren't, they weren't sleeping. What? They, th- this is a person that is just very that was clearly how they breathe? never, ever done any kind of physical activity in their entire life. Legitimately oh, sounded like they were like sitting there drawing their final breath every time i could very audibly hear them breathing behind me the entire runtime of this and again i say this because gerald i could have stayed home this came out on peacock the same day i could have stayed home and just watched this from the comfort of my home in my office and not had to deal with any of it and so like i love going to the movies but people people and I know the people that are listening to this are like are like movie lovers and cinephiles who shut their phones off like right when they get in there, yeah, or like when the trailers likely. start. Like I always, I'm on my phone until the trailers start, basically, and then that's mm. when I turn my phone off. Like I turn it off. I don't put it on silent or what. I, just turn it off. Yeah, D and D, man, do not disturb. You know, like and 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 like I know like nobody that's listening to this is like that kind of person, but like people have some friggin' etiquette. And yeah. some common courtesy for the other people in the theater when you go in there. I mean, yeah. well, I mean, the, the dude that was sitting behind me just honestly needed to, like, go run some laps or something. Like, get some, like, I don't breathe the best. Like, I don't have the best breathing wow. at all. Like, I hate my breathing. But it, his was like. <sighs> yeah, I thought you meant he was sleeping for a, for a minute. It, it, I literally, it was like it, snoring. His normal breathing sounded like he was just having sleep apnea, like awake apnea, I guess. I don't even know. It was dreadful, <laughs> man. Dreadful, Whoa, sorry for that dreadful, guy. Dreadful, sorry for that guy. Uh, not to poke, poke fun at him. But that reminds me, by the way, while you were given that story of a uh, of two parents, young parents, uh, that brought their newborn child to see oh, insidious every time i see an infant in a movie theater it makes me want to scream but it was insidious when i went to see that which i don't know if you know that's that's a fucking scary horror movie from like 10 years ago i mean James it, Wan. it's an infant though it probably couldn't see like it probably well, couldn't no but i mean <laughs> my point was it started crying about 30 minutes into the movie and they had to leave with it and it came back and like you know i, I think i heard some breastfeeding going on at some point so, that was you. I, you know, that was you. come on. <laughs> There's a lot of weird stuff going on during my insidious screening. So it just reminded me of that. Wow. Okay. I got one for you, man. My one big question for you. And I'm actually kind of struggling a little bit with my own answer, but I think I have my own answer. So okay. Five Nights at Freddy's is obviously was initially a video game. All right, back in I think 2014. It's a lot of video games. Have, have you it, seen how many games there are yeah. in this series? There's a lot yeah. of them. Well, like I don't they know pump a lot of out them. like one or two of these a year. Right, right. So we have the film adaptation of that now, right? So my question to you is: What movie are you surprised, or do you wish would be turned into a video game that you could play and go through the? you know, story of the video game, but it's based on a popular movie. Man, you know what it'd be you know what'd be dope? Uh is we just we just talked about it on the show a few weeks ago, the creator. Like that'd be like super mm. cool to like okay. be able to be like a you know like a like a resistance you can you can pick your side you can either join the like the American side or whatever and and be against the AI or you can you can be an AI or you can be a <laughs> robot. Or like any of those kind of different things. It could be like like an open okay. world, like a like a like a Red Dead Redemption style game where it's open world, like Skyrim. 
go do quests and stuff like that and like you know you have to topple the other side yeah that'd be pretty cool and you're trying to unravel the mystery of how did that nuke actually get detonated you know and actually tell you the thing that the film just kind of glosses over in a throwaway line of dialogue (laughs) right sure you could go a little more in depth Yeah, that'd be interesting that'd be cool and i mean then you could like customize your robot or customize your ai or whatever and all this kind of different stuff yeah well for me you're talking about mystery, right? And kind of got me thinking a little bit. And actually, there's been rumors that this might be in development for the near future. Okay. So I've kind of heard rumblings of it in fairness. Okay. But it, I've never seen it. It's not confirmed. But the Scream franchise, Ghostface. How is Scream like, not a video game already? I know it's not. Yeah. Like I said, there's kind of been talks about it might be coming, but. If if you had that scream video game where you know you could either be Ghostface or you could be one of the victims being chased by Ghostface, you could be the final girl. And what's cool about the Scream franchise, which we kind of touched on a little bit when we talked about it last week, is that you it's always it could be anybody. You never know who is Ghostface. It could be any of the people involved in the game. So yep. it could kind of be it could kind of take on that who done it kind of vibe too where it would be like clue where you're trying to figure out who the who the if you're playing in multiplayer or whatever you're trying to figure out who the who the killer who's behind the mask you know what i mean yeah so i think it might be coming but until then i'm wishing for it you need a video game developer that has the deft hand of a west craven in a video game format because if you're gonna make a scream video game then i'm expecting a scream video game is going to flip video game tropes on their head the same way that uh-huh. Scream flips horror movie tropes on their head. Like, That'd be good. It's got to be a movie that's going to sub or a movie. It's got to be a video game that's going to subvert yeah. like the audience's expectation. Honestly, if if you tell me I just get to be Ghostface and run around killing teenagers, that's not as exciting to me as right like something that's right. gonna flip video game. And I don't even know. I don't even know how to do like because I don't play like a lot of horror themed games. Uh, to be honest, but like. Well, I play Phasmo, I guess that counts. But like, I, I, I'm trying to think to myself, I'm just like, I, it, it would have to have whoever that developer is that's like, you know, the Wes Craven of video game, horror video game development, whatever. They could really, really deftly like use video yeah. games like to 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 its advantage like maybe maybe you start off as like you build a character like you start off as a character you build a character character creator or whatever and then your character gets killed off in like the first act of the game or something like that and then you have to assume control of a different character or something like that like maybe something like that would be kind of cool i'm into it dude i mean i'm into it you know my son my 10 year old we'll talk about him a lot tonight actually because he had a lot of thoughts about five nights at freddy's because he played the video game and he's 10 and he's been playing it for the last couple of years. And he knew a lot of the kind of in, inside jokes, if you will, in the movie and stuff so like that. So we'll talk about my understanding of this is that it's these games like because I did some reading after the movie. You're, you're basically just in a room and you can't leave like you're in the security office and you can't leave. And like oh, okay. you have and you to, to do, watch the cameras, and you have stuff. to watch the cameras and stuff and you have to stop the animatronics in one of them. It's like, it's like, it always varies it up a little bit, but like sure, a lot yeah. of the entries I read about, it was just like, yeah, it's like, it's like you're in the security room and you can't leave it and you have okay. to basically do different things to stop them from getting to the room and killing you. Got it. Got it. 
So yeah, I don't know. I've never I've never played it, but uh, we'll talk a lot about his perspective as well because I think that kind of plays in a little bit to the conversation tonight when you're talking about demographic. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll we'll kind of touch on that a little bit as we go out. And he gave me some thoughts that he wanted me to share on his behalf tonight, so I'll be happy to do that as well. Okay. But thank you for one big question, Nick. Now before we get into the topic and the review at hand for Five Nights at Freddy's, we always give our score out of 10 up front our individual scores we have not discussed it with each other and then we will talk about how we arrived at that number in the early score reveal damn it this always happens i think i'm gonna score and then i never score it's not fair just not fair nick you know what is fair though what um last week okay now you you are a uh, a person i look up to i i i appreciate your advice every week i went through okay and i wrote the number one through the number 10 on pieces of paper in my notebook so therefore i have these numbers available to use at the ready however this is a number i have used on the show before oh Uh, it's a 10 so i I it's i kept (laughs) did i use oh i used a 10 for past lives you're right that's right yeah all right so uh, I'm going to count us in, Nick, and we're going to give our early score reveal again. Me and Nick don't know what we thought of this movie. Here we go. We'll start with this. Three, two, one. Let's see it, brother. Two. <laughs> Nick gave it a two. <laughs> I gave it a five with a frowny face. A five from me, a two from Nick, which is a three and a half. Whoa. How about that quick math, by the way? How about wow. that quick math? Who Have you yeah. been studying during the week? Yeah, no. You've been no, doing, I've been drinking. You've been borrowing your son's, I'm drunk. I'm good. You've been borrowing your son's uh, math book and like doing his math problems for him or something. Wow, Nick did not like this movie. Um, not like I liked it a little bit a more, but I. Yeah. Uh, all right. Okay. So we talked a little bit about your experience with the moviegoers that were there in the theater with you. Uh, a two is low, brother. That's like I hated it. Right? Or is that not fair to say? Uh, two, a two out of ten for me is utter vehement hatred. Yes. I despised every minute of this. So, spoiler free, go ahead. Every single minute of this. I mean, okay. So, that's why I get to two. The only thing I liked about this was like the, the actual live action, like animatronic suits. Yeah. They like, were cool. Yeah. I did, I did like those because I, I thought they looked cool. But here's the thing, G. Leading up to this movie, like we talked about it and like I talked about like like was the tone going to be over the top or whatever else like was it going to have fun with this idea um sure the answer is no it plays it 100% straight the entire time mm-hmm. and I was legitimately and 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 I we're watching flowers of the killer moon or killers of the flower moon, whatever it is next week on the show. That's <laughs> three and a half hours long, Gerald. I felt like I was in the theater for three and a half hours watching this. Oh, wow. It drags on so, so long. There's a scene in this movie. We'll talk about it in spoilers that it's kind of like the scene we talked about in saw last week with the eyeballs, mm-hmm. like the eyeball oh, right stuffing trap where it's only in the movie just to remind you mm-hmm. that it's a saw movie. There's a very, very similar scene that happens in this movie uh, that we'll that we'll talk about when we get into spoilers. But like, I hated the performances in this. Josh Josh Hutcherson looked like oh, he God. was bored to tears in oh, this God. thing. Like, could not summon a decent like line read or anything to save his life. And Mary Stuart Masterson, god awful bad. Everybody in this movie was so ridiculously bad, except for Matthew Lillard, who is not utilized. Oh yeah. 
who is not is utilized good. nearly nearly enough. Uh, G, open 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 up some open up some thoughts on this one. Look, dude, I you know I got the sign behind me. I'm the horror guy. Okay, let me just tell you that I was disappointed by this film overall. I. I Honestly, it's funny to hear a lot of the things that you just said because I mirror a lot of the same sentiments. I thought the animatronics and the effects were great. Like, those were badass animatronics that they were practical. Yep. Um, I'm not sure how they did it. I don't know if there were actually people in there or whatever, but it was awesome to see. It was a really, really cool aesthetic. Uh, Matthew Lillard hamming it up was great. Uh, this kind of like cheese ball uh, job placement coach or whatever he was he was great in this and we'll talk more about him when we get to the next segment as well yep. but aside from those components like it just was like what the fuck is this like I, I wish that it had really dove into the video game origin and like you said it had been really just campy you know, and just really kind of knew what it was, and it was silly, and it was Chuck E. Cheese, and it was like, you know, these things coming to life and fucking nightmare fuel, but it was more like him dealing with his past and like shit that's happened with his little brother, which we'll talk about when oh we get my there. God. It was a lot of like serious, kind of, well, I should say overly serious plot elements that it focused on with child custody and his trauma from his, you know, the, the tragedy with his little brother and a lot of other stuff that didn't have anything to do with Freddy's. It didn't have anything to do with the animatronics and that, that stuff took me out of it. And unfortunately that was like 50, 60% of the movie. So first arguably 60% of this movie, I was like, this sucks. <laughs> you know, the stuff at, you know, Freddy's at the restaurant, I thought was great. I really did. I feel like any of the scenes there, like the opening scene was really cool with the security guard that kind of, you know, we get kind of the setup or whatever with the animatronics and that opening scene I thought was really cool. And a lot of stuff that happens at the actual Fazbear's I thought was great. But anything that wasn't set in that location, I hated. So that's half the movie at least. Um, Over half. talk about it. Yeah, when you're talking about his home life or whatever. Like, I just thought that stuff was unnecessary, and it was not why uh, we were going to see this. Now, before we get to the spoilers, Nick, I will say, I watched this on Friday night with my 10-year-old, Logan. Uh, and you know, you know of Logan. You've talked to him online before. He plays a lot of, you know, Minecraft and Fortnite, and he's played... Five Nights at Freddy's for the last couple of years, and he loves this shit, man. He has he has the uh, figurines of these guys. He has all the all four of them, the main the main dudes or whatever yeah, the animatronics. Yeah. So he knows all about this. So he's watching this movie, and I'll just tell you his face and seeing him light up when these characters came on screen. He's like, "Oh, that's that's this person, and that's that's this character, and that's going to happen to her. This is about to happen to her." And like he knew what was going to happen because it's apparently it's very true to the video game is my point. I've heard that at yeah. least ba at least based on what my son was telling me. Yeah. So he kind of, I think this movie and you mentioned this before when we talked about um, I can't remember what film it was, but you said this movie was not made for us, and I feel like that's a perfect kind of tagline for our review of this film. It just wasn't made for us because we didn't play this game. And because I feel like the movie took itself too seriously at the end of the day. That's really what I hated about it. 
I mean, and 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 that's fine. But here's the thing: if you want to make things just for people that are going to get the references in it, and you don't want to like broaden it out and like make it for make it accessible mm-hmm. for all audiences, then yeah. you're gonna have you're gonna have a bad time. Like like we mentioned it last week with Saw as well, and I guess we should rip rip our way into the spoiler uh, the spoiler yeah, room here. We'll we'll jump Go into ahead. the spoiler ball pit here. Uh, so here forward, folks, anything and everything. We're gonna spoil everything about the movie. This had the same problem that Saw had last week, Gerald. It took an absolute eternity it to set, so it has the scene at the thing at the very beginning like the cold that was with great. The security guard getting like that was cool that was fine that was whatever <laughs> okay and then it takes an eternity setting up this whole yeah this whole custody situation between his yeah. aunt and like his sister like it's not his daughter in the movie it's his sister and everything right. like that he is so like like I get what they wanted to do. I get I get that they wanted to him to have this trauma of he was there when his little brother was kidnapped and taken away and he blames himself for it. There was a really good nugget of drama that you really could have played with here because then he's neglecting his relationship with his sister because he like, you know, can't forgive himself for what happened to his brother and he's got to kind of learn to like the, and, and that's what this movie wants you to go on that's the, the journey this movie wants you to go on but josh hutcherson is literally you can tell he's in this movie and he has no faith in it whatsoever like he right. his performance is god awful it, it was just like he was literally <sighs> just sitting there like he kind of takes the job here's the thing he takes the job at this place because he, he has no other choice right he just he has to take this job because he's trying to keep custody of his sister or whatever so he's just going through the motions like he shows up at work and he just sleeps through his shift every day and then like that's that's josh hutcherson taking this movie like signing up to be in this movie like he's literally just show up he's he's not passionate about it at all like i don't feel any connection to this character whatsoever and like he's supposed to be the one that carries you through the movie (laughs) You know? To your point, there was a couple scenes where, like, <laughs> lives are in danger. Do you know what I mean? Like, his sister is in danger. Like, she might die. And he's just like, oh, yeah. Like, I don't, it was just a, it was a very flat performance. Like, it was, it was really weird that, I, I don't know. I, I just feel like this was weird that it made it past the editing room, editing room floor, his performance. A lot of strange kind of reactions to things that would have been like holy shit moments. In I've this got a, movie I've from, got a question for you too, G. I've, I've got a question for you. How early? And I'm sorry, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull the Paul Perzula card here because this is what Paul mm. does. Um, okay. How quickly did you clock that Matthew Lillard was the owner of Fazbear's? Because I clocked it about four seconds in. <sighs> Yeah, because it didn't they, take long they, at all. They, they 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 show the like training video and they talk about the genius creator, but they never show him. They never say his name or anything like that. I'm like, they're deliberately hiding this character's identity, and the only other person we've met in this movie that matters is Matthew Lillard's character. Right, and then he's really really weird talking about this place, like to Josh Hutcherson's character. So it's like he's the owner of it. Like it's so obvious from the jump. I agree. I agree. It was it was extremely predictable in that way. And another thing that could be said was the cop Vanessa when she showed up initially, it was like 
30 seconds after she showed up, I, I turned to my son and I go, well, she's going to be involved. She's involved in this. There's no way she's just a cop on her beat or whatever. <laughs> she's intimately involved in this situation. You know what I mean? I already brought it up once today, too. And I mean, we'll, we'll bring it up again here. But we mentioned when we talked about the creator, how contrived some of the plot elements were. Yeah. And you talk about plot contrivances like this guy that founded Fazbear's and kidnapped all those kids happens to be the same person that kidnapped his brother. The cop happens to be his daughter. Yeah. Like, why is it's it have much. to be? Why? Why do you have to write things like this? Yeah, like, it's too all much. it does is just take away from like this simple idea of this movie of murderous Chuck E. Cheese robots. Were there any of uh we're obviously deep into spoilers here so i'll just ask you but were there any of the like kills or the performances was there anything that kind of like made you kind of rise up in your seat a little bit i have one really no and i'll tell you why because this this was rated pg-13 i'm guessing yeah it okay. was yeah like there's a version of this movie g where they go over the top and they sure. lean into it and they go hard R and it's a bloodbath when these robots are like, sure. like there's that one scene where Freddy bites the one girl in half, which I want to talk about that scene too. That's the scene that I that's talked the, about before. That's the one I'm talking about. That's that, like, that's great, but we don't see it actually happen on screen because it's PG 13. So it's like, you just see like the lower half of her torso and you see like sure, the shadow yeah. of it. Um, yeah. You see the shadow of it happen. Like I really wish they would have leaned into this thing and really, I mean, but again, they made it PG 13 because they know their audience well, is young and they wanted their audience to be able to yeah. go see the movie. I think I would have enjoyed it a lot more if it was a lot harder R. <laughs> I would have too, but uh, it's kind of a double edged sword though, because I have seen a lot of the feedback for this film from people that have spoken favorably towards it that it's a classic gateway horror film and i could see that i could see this as a film i mean i told you i saw it with my 10 year old like you know seeing it through a 10 year old's eyes is different than seeing it between you and i right i mean we're not going to see it the same way as a 10 year old sees it so i do think i do i guess what i'm saying is i do respect it for being a gateway film for a younger audience I don't believe for a second that a kid who does not already know what this property is and isn't already intimately familiar with this world and these characters and these games, a 10 year old that's never heard of five, five nights at Freddy's walking into this movie is going to be sure. bored to tears. Oh, wow. Absolutely okay. bored to tears. Like I, like I, I get that. Like the people that like love this movie are like, Oh my God, I've been playing these games. I love all these characters, blah, blah, yeah. blah. They love like all this different stuff. Like that's your kid. Like he's, he loves these characters. He loves these games. So of course he loved it because he got to, he sure. got to get all the little, you know, nostalgia bait and all those kinds of different i mean great sure, like yeah. so like you know not a big timeline for nostalgia or whatever but like that's like you're playing you're playing the greatest hits baby it's a greatest hits album of like ooh, here comes chica here comes the one-eyed i know he was doing that too thing with the he was doing that, that too kind of stuff like so when the when the girl gets bitten in half or whatever yeah. in that one scene you were talking about which was probably my favorite horror centric scene in the movie yeah I did hate the lack of gore and blood, but I also knew that it was PG-13 and, like, whatever. But I guess that's called the uh, Bite 87 or the 87 Bite. And my son was telling me before it happened that it was going to happen. So he's going, She's, this is the 87 Bite. They're going to bite him in half. And I'm like, what? 
and then it happened. So I guess that's a part of the game, and that's like something that actually happened in the game. So that's kind of proving your point, though, that it's like playing to that audience that yeah, knows the I game mean, or whatever. Sure, that's that's all well and good and all, <laughs> but like, and here's 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 my other thing, G. Here's my other thing. We again, we talked about this last week. Uh, how Saw had the movie with the with the eye sucky hoses thing, and it turned out to just kind of be. A, a, a dream not even a dream like a daydream that daydream. john was having uh about this kid and it wasn't a real thing in the actual movie and it was only in the movie at least as far as i'm concerned just to remind you that you're watching a saw movie so mm. it only creates these other characters who are just god-awful terrible by the way just utterly just throw you could tell from the jump the second they're introduced these are cannon fodder characters you could just mm-hmm. tell and they're only they're, that whole sequence. They're only in the movie. That whole sequence is in the movie yeah. just to remind you, because we've been dealing with with custody agreements and court documents and him looking for a job and all this nonsense for ages now. And it's only in the movie just to remind you that don't worry, there's still killer robots in the movie. Like we just we'll get back there. Don't worry. Yeah. Like it's it really just feels not very genuine to me. Like. It's one of the things I hate most about horror movies is that if you deliberately throw cannon fodder characters into the movie that I just know are there to die. Like, right. It it drives me absolutely insane. And like, especially since they were all cartoonishly reprehensible characters. Sure. The babysitter was a little surprising, though. Right. Or no. I mean, did you see her getting killed that early? Yeah. Because she was was there coming over and babysitting. She was there. She went that she went there with all the other people. I guess, but I feel like she was the one that was like a conflicted character where she was like kind of had allegiance to Mike, but also was was on the other side with the aunt. And I don't know. I feel like that was supposed to be our connection where we didn't see that coming or whatever. But I get I mean, I'm agreeing with you that I thought it was super predictable and kind of played by the numbers, if you will. But it's like if like I said, that that whole thing, like I, I, I really think like there's a good nugget of a movie in here, probably a tight 90 minutes of just murder killer death robots. I don't see why you need this whole ridiculous backstory of him with his brother getting kidnapped. And it certainly it surely does not need to be the same person that like started and created these robots and like all this different. Th- so contrived. It's so ridiculously contrived there. There is a better version of this, and it's called Willie's Wonderland, and we touched on it last week, and it stars Nicolas Cage. And not only does it star Nicolas Cage kind of hamming it up, as we know him to do, but he doesn't speak any dialogue in Willie's Wonderland. Wow. Yeah, Nicolas Cage, kind of a silent performance. Amazing. He's, he's in this mic role, and he's he, it's literally the same plot, but without the child custody crap and all the extra drama. That and was that was like horrible was to good, deal with. Man. That plot every time they yeah. kept going back to that plot, like it just sucked. It just sucked so hard. And the and the stuff, the robot stuff, like like the animatronics were cool and everything like that. Yeah. And there was a nugget in there, but it wasn't good enough to overcome how bad the rest of the movie was. Like the rest of the movie was so bad that like you would have had to. You would have had to have the most insanely amazing balls to the wall horror sequences with these robots doing all this different crazy stuff to even give this thing a a a a, a vague ability to 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 be entertaining to me. Well, you have Mary Stuart Masterson, one of the Stepford wives, there in this movie, 
uh, an icon, honestly, in this genre. And she's literally at the diner twirling her mustache. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that literally, Cartoon-ish. literally. I mean, it's like you just so underutilize that icon. I mean, you could have easily turned that into something much more special and much more personal. And it would have had a face to it because she would have been the, the actress behind it. And then, you know, when she dies, an, another kill that's off screen, they don't show us. Yeah, which, we don't even I see mean, how she died. Is, we just see her legs. Is what it is yep. or whatever. But, I mean, nevertheless, it was an arc that was underused. I mean, it could have easily been a much more sympathetic villain that, you know, had a had a, had more valid reasons to kind of do what she was doing. I mean, we never really even find out why she is that way. I mean, I guess we're just supposed to assume she's a bitch or whatever. Do we but. even need do we even need another antagonist in the, antagonist in the film <laughs> I mean, no, besides, really, no. besides the person who started this whole this whole like thing and like I mean, I okay, if you want to do the kidnapped kids and like stuffed them inside of robots and murdered them and done what fine. Like I could take that aspect of it, but like that's your why is the movie any more complicated than that? Why does it have this whole gigantic plot of the the child kidnapping and him dreaming like he's got the Nebraska poster and like yeah, trying know, to go into his dreams where he apparently can go into his dreams and just act yeah. out whatever he wants to convoluted, do with them. man. It's convoluted. so ridiculously convoluted. Thank you. It's I just I utterly and completely hated this. This movie felt eternal to me, Gerald. I was dying slowly, uh, yeah. slowly. and every single time I was in that theater having to endure this thing, all I heard behind me was. <sighs> And I just saw a bright light in the corner, like down below, as this woman's on her you're phone. Like, you're like, we're not going to make it to the fifth night. I can't do this. Uh, I legitimately, and I mean this very sincerely. I don't, as as a principle, I pay money to go see movies. No matter how bad a movie is, I will gut it out. I almost walked out of the theater no mm. less than three times during this movie. I wow. hated, wow. vehemently hated every single thing about this movie wow. except for the animatronics it's terrible if you get it if you're a fan of the games if you're somebody who's playing exactly. these games or whatever you'll probably get something out of it that way if you go into this looking for the, the barest bone the tiniest sliver shred of an okay movie spend your time elsewhere and yeah and do it at home when you do it because that way it'll save you from rude people at the theater I did. I I watched it on Peacock, you know, in fairness, I'll just go ahead and tell you. And with my 10 year old, like I told you, and I think had I gone to see this in the theater, which I usually do whenever I can, but had I saw this in the theater by myself, this probably would have been at like a three, maybe. But seeing it with my son, I think Logan elevated it for you for sure. Yeah, he did. I mean, seeing it with him and him kind of like narrating the different characters and why it was cool that, you know, these different, uh, what was the thing that they kept showing with the fucking little prop that would pop up and scare people? Oh, that like little clown thing with the balloon. Yeah. So he, he knew that thing's name and he kept saying like how cool that was. And they kept showing that. So little Easter eggs like that. Like, I don't get it. Like, I'm like, all right, well, whatever. It had to be some kind of Easter egg to something, but I was just like, they kept kind of going back to that. Well, and I was like, all right, we get it. (laughs) Exactly. So I guess we can go ahead and kind of give our final thoughts, Nick. I mean, I, you know, I think Josh Hutcherson was asleep during this. I really do. He's in a fucking coma. Like, I mean, this was like the worst and I like him. I mean, honestly, I don't, I don't dislike him in any way. I just think he really cashed it in and just didn't really care. 
And I hated that Vanessa character. I mean, she was kind of there because it was like, she's going to be connected to the client. She's going to come in at the end and like, it's going to be a thing. It's so ridiculously obvious. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I loved Matthew Lillard, but I also knew he was also going to be involved in the final act in some way. I'm glad he was, to be honest. Well, And here's the frustrating thing. I mean, it's Matthew Lillard. I mean, we were talking about scream earlier on. You've got Matthew Lillard in a horror movie. You use every single ounce of Matthew Lillard that you can in your movie. You don't just have him in like the opening, like a early scene in the first act and then not bring him back until the very end. You, you gotta, you gotta bring that Matthew Lillard, man. Like I said, like think about scream, like seriously, you know, like why not? I mean, even even the Scooby-Doo films is shaggy. I mean, the guy's freaking icon. I know why we couldn't have him in the movie because we needed like endless, endless, like repeats of the same scene of a car driving away with his brother of the Coke bottle tipping over and spilling on the edge of the picnic table. And like all these different things that like just shoot up runtime of this thing. This movie's just God awful, terrible. I hated this. At the end of the day, it took itself too seriously. It did. Like it did. It did not need to try to put me on an Amber alert level. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like it could be ridiculous. It could be silly. Like, we've got these animatronics at Chuck E. Cheese or whatever killing people. Like, that's fine. Like, you don't need to bring it down to a grounded, like, natural tone. You know what I mean? If you're somebody that's not familiar with this franchise, when you see the trailers, the trailers are even made to kind of make, and, and, and they're, very, they're very quick to cart out from the producer of Megan, from the producer of Megan, which kind of yeah. leaned into itself. Like, it leaned yeah. into that thing. This doesn't at all and like Mm -mm. even even if you've never seen the trailer like you look at this or like you you, a brief like idea about it like it's like they're literally like the chuck e cheese robots come to life murdering people you go sit down for this movie you're like this is gonna be silly over the top nonsense i can't wait and maybe that's me carrying my own expectation into the movie so i'm not like trying to check the movie for that but like there were a thousand better ways to make this movie this wasn't it this wasn't it like, I just don't get, I, I just, I don't get it at all. I don't get anybody even, it, unless you are somebody who, like, you're 10 and you really love the games. I don't, I don't get anybody that, like, really loves it either. And I don't understand why if they do. I really I don't. Think, I think the the main disconnect, and I think kind of what me and you are both saying, is that if you have a connection to the games and to the characters from the games, you'll probably dig the movie. but. At the same time, the movie's going to lag for you when it comes to that custody battle shit and this kind of like extra no. stuff that goes on outside of Fazbear's. Because I don't think that stuff was in the game. At least I assume it wasn't. So it's more of a backstory to kind of explain why these characters are in the game. But when you get dropped into that game in 2014 or whatever, you don't have all that backstory. You know what I mean? So. I think if you played the games and if you're connected with those characters and you'll dig this a lot more than Nick and I did, I liked it for the gateway horror elements to it. I feel like this was, um, it just, it just took itself too seriously. That's the easiest way for me to say it. I wish it had been a lot more campy, a lot more silly, a lot more kind of like, Oh shit, I can't believe they did that. 
you know, but they tried to make it much more natural and much more real when this is not a real setting. I mean, it's not a natural setting. Like this kind of shit would not happen in real life. So why are you, why are you, you know, planking it down in a real life scenario? Like it just doesn't make sense. So it kind of contradicted itself in that way. I didn't hate it. I love seeing my son love it. Like he loved it. Like I asked him, I'm like, out of five, dude, what are you giving this? And he's like, so his first answer was a five and i was like a five are you sure bro he was like all right maybe a four i'll give it a four and i'm like all right but that kind of proves my point like he's very connected to the game and to the lore and uh i get that you know he wasn't there he wasn't there for all the custody stuff uh and and all that that you know i mean it means more to people that are that are coming from that from that background or whatever so for me it's a five I thought the fucking bite in the torso or whatever, cutting the girl in half was cool. I thought some of, I thought the opening cold open was really good. I like some of, I mean, the animatronics were fucking awesome. I love the practical effects in this movie. I love Matthew Lillard in this movie. So for me, it's enough to earn a five. I wouldn't recommend anybody go watch this. Like I said, unless you love this franchise from its inception. Otherwise, and even there's no then, reason stay away. Honest from it. to God, and even and even then, it, it, it's it's like I said before, the parts of this movie that are even passably okay are not enough to redeem how bad the rest of it is. The rest of it, the the the, the ghost children running around in his dreams, uh, the the constant like it's too much, like his brother being kidnapped by the person who ended up building the robots and all this different contrivances and stuff like it the rest of the movie so bad even if this even if the stuff inside of freddy fazbear's with the robots was like 20 out of 10 levels of amazing it still wouldn't save this movie yeah it's god awful bad two from nick a five from me which sits at a three and a half from the peas which has got to be our lowest rated movie of the year right nick i mean we started back in june or whatever but i think so yeah so far wow Five Nights at Freddy's. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you guys. Uh, don't see it unless you're a fan of this franchise is probably what we're really kind of saying and at even, the end of the day. You know what so. would have been cool? You know what would have been cool? Limit yourselves. to n- Not not initially. Um, or Not for the whole movie, but at least for maybe, maybe right after he gets the job. Maybe yeah. take it straight from the game. Maybe that, maybe, maybe not, maybe not his first night, but maybe one of the nights. Yeah. He's trapped in that room and he's, he's got to, he's yeah. got to figure out how to use the cameras and stuff to survive. And somehow he ends up surviving or whatever. I thought that, I think maybe that would have been cool. And I was reading about that later. I was like, why didn't they do that? Like that yeah. would have been like really cool. A I lot think, more to tense. Kind right. of give you like this idea of the game. If like, he's constantly looking at these cameras and then he sees a giant animatronic teddy bear. <laughs> at him or something, you know, <laughs> That's right. I think that would have been cool if they would have done that, but it, I don't, I, I, for whatever reason, they just kind of, they, they kept everything else about it, like really close to the games, but they abandoned that and instead mm-hmm. gave us, you know, the, all this custody nonsense. <laughs> yeah. They felt like they had to give a backstory, but <sighs> I mean, you don't need to do that, especially the way Hutcherson was acting this. Like nobody thinks he cares. <laughs> like no. we're fine. Like, no just drop us into that universe it's know? perfect too because i can't wait i All can't right. wait until we get into the into the into the the comment section here where we're getting there because i'm, I'm pulling right. up so, i'm pulling up one question just just because of the okay conversation good about all right well that's a good segue then so just to wrap up guys a five from me which is not great and a two from nick which is even worse 
a three and a half cumulatively from the Peas on Five Nights at Freddy's. And to wrap up every episode, Nick, we head over to social media and we see what the fans had to say in the old comments section. We reach in there, we grab out a question to answer. I threw it up today, Nick. I remembered. Are you proud of me? I was going to say, that's not true. It doesn't. We don't wrap up every episode that way because sometimes Gerald's too lazy to put the post up. And then we don't that's have accurate. any of your amazing questions. And uh, thank you all. Like, you guys should just start lazy posting, is one like, way to put it on the thing anyway. When you know what we're going to be reviewing, just start <laughs> spamming stuff at Gerald, like questions, even Can't if he doesn't guarantee put a post the up. post is going to be there. That's true. Now, even if he doesn't put a post up, like right now, we're, we're watching Killers of the Flower Moon next week so start hitting us with your scorsese questions not about his feelings on superhero movies i don't care Uh, is it the flash of scorsese movies i can't wait till julio says that (laughs) (laughs) all right uh you were chopping up the bit buddy you got one over there in the comment section i just really loved hannah's question who slept more while you watched this movie you were josh hutcherson It's literally nice. it's literally the perfect question, and I don't think it's possible for anyone to have slept as much as Josh Hutcherson did uh, making this movie. He is legitimately he ha- he. You can just you can j- and maybe that's just how he was trying to carry the performance through this. I don't know, but like to me, it was just like, dude, do you even care about this at all? Like, are you invested in this even remotely? Mm-hmm. Like, ugh, no uh that's that's kind of a cheap one to to take so i'm gonna jump on that's a good one though one more from joey DiCarlo. um did you ever eat at a restaurant like the one the movie's based on yeah chuck e cheese chuck e cheese chuck e cheese man when i posted on social media i said i said this could be even scarier if they made me eat chuck e cheese pizza because like when i was a kid i don't know if you had the same experience but when i was a kid that place was the greatest place ever because I don't know if you yeah. ever got to go to Chuck E. Cheese or whatever when you were a kid, but like when I went like as a kid, because I got to have like birthday parties and stuff there and like all sure, these different yeah. things. And their pizza was this amazing deep dish pan pizza that was just lo- lo- loaded with cheese. Amazing. Like it was the most mind blowingly amazing pizza ever. It was so good. And then by the time my kids grew up and got to go to Chuck E. Cheese, um, they had replaced all of their ingredients with in, in, in cardboard. Their food is atrocious now i know the company went bankrupt although i think they're still trying to sell the pizza (laughs) oh wow remarkably enough like i mean the food taking my kids to the restaurant was like literally a trip through hell because the food was so bad and they'd always (laughs) want to get pizza or something like that and every time it was god awful disgusting but yeah (laughs) i grew up a chuck e cheese kid like I, that's, 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 that's why when i saw the trailer we, for this i was like oh good they're killer chuck e cheese robots let's go right let's do it yeah there's one near us here and i took my son it was probably for his like fifth birthday so it's maybe five years ago and i'm kind of like this is talking about the pizza like this is horrible like it's one of the worst things you could ever put it's in not even edible ever. you know it's what i mean like, it's crazy it's unbelievable but, yeah. how bad. But hey, they serve they serve beer there now. So yeah, I'm they good. they serve alcohol now. So if I guess if you have enough alcohol, then you won't notice how bad these. Yeah, days. you're good. You're good. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna go over to Julio because he likes to ask, "Is this the flash of insert the blank?" But I'm gonna go to his actual question, which says, "Seeing the apparent backlash from sections of the horror community, would this movie had been better served if they had tried to sell it?" if they hadn't tried to sell it as an actual horror. So I've already kind of said that I think this movie is more of a gateway horror film. 
And at best, I mean, it doesn't really show a lot on screen from a horrific perspective. But I think that my kind of overall answer to Julio here is that the trailers show too much in general. I'm not talking about just this friend. I mean, this movie too, but just in general, the, the trailers and the marketing, they show too much these days. Like, yes. keep it very ambiguous and kind of give the premise, you know, a minute, a minute and a half is enough. And kind of like set the tone, but don't like give enough to where you're like mapping it out for the viewer. Because then if it doesn't play out like that, you're going to be disappointed. And I think, as we've already said a hundred times tonight, if you're not a fan of the Five Nights at Freddy's franchise and you just watch the trailer and you just want to see a horror movie and you go to watch this, you're not going to like it because it was marketed in a way that it was more like Willy's Wonderland, which I'm going to point back to anybody listening to this episode that hasn't seen that. That is a much better version of like the horror version of this where there's no backstory, there's no character connection, there's no like none of it matters. It's literally Nicolas Cage in a Chuck E. Cheese with animatronics trying to fucking kill him. Like that's the premise of the movie. Sounds great. And there, you know, that's what this that's what this movie kind of missed, in my opinion. So that that would be my kind of roundabout answer, Julio. What do you say, man? Do you think the marketing of this as a horror was a good thing or a bad thing? I I think I think it's fine. I I I mean I think it's I think it's fine. I just think that I I don't think the problem was even with the marketing. I think the the marketing marketing's job is to sell the movie. And I mean, judging by the box office, they, they did a pretty good job because it's making bank. Right, right. We're definitely going to get a sequel to this because this has made a ton, and we don't even know how much it made from like Peacock. How what the the four people, including you and Logan, that watched it on Peacock, uh, you know, probably like whatever, <laughs> uh, but like. I mean, like, I, I think the marketing probably did like its its job better, but I think I I think that well, we already talked about it. Like, I think there's a really good, campy, over the top, hard R gore fest in here. Like, imagine imagine like the 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 babysitter like goes to bite her in half and everything, and then those geysers of blood like shoot all over the place, and like all these mm-hmm. different things, and like entrails are falling out, and, her like, guts falling, all this different and, stuff, yeah. and like the robot yeah. comes walking out of the back room with like one of her feet hanging out of its mouth, and like blood dripping down, and like all this kind of different stuff. Like you can yeah, lean yeah. into this and do like a super campy like fun thing with it, like yeah, so easy. And I, I feel like it was a baffling take. Not, not only was it a baffling take to not do that when you've kind of got it built in. It's a Chucky. It's, it's like the video game is obviously one of the big, biggest inspirations for Freddy Fazbear's is Chuck E. Cheese. Like it's already like baked into the DNA of this thing to be kind of over the top and silly. Okay. Mm-hmm. But not only did they not do that, then they doubled down on really really wanting to make a bad movie by shoving all the convoluted nonsense into it like the guy kidnapped his son but also was the person that built the robots and the police officer that kept showing up was really his daughter and like all these stuff <laughs> right, oh right. my god like the custody god, thing like me. all that it, it just starts hand over fist shoving these plot elements into the movie like god help that, me the horror stuff the if you if you isolate just the animatronic characters doing the kills even the pg-13 stuff the horror elements of this aren't the problem okay it's everything else 
It's right. every other part of this that's just I agree with you. God awful. <laughs> I agree with you. There we go, guys. So look, uh, I didn't tell Dan this when he was here earlier, Nick, but this I want him to release this on Halloween, like a day early. You think he'll do that? He'll do that, right? Maybe. He's got nothing going on. He might. He'll be fine. So happy Halloween to all the listeners. <laughs> and I was hoping that Nick and I would like Five Nights at Freddy's more, but I wanted to end on a horror movie leading up to the Halloween season. So happy I was most Halloween excited of everyone. all the horror movies that we watched. I was most excited for this one. Like I do yeah, nothing about Totally Killer. Saw X I was apprehensive about. And yeah. I think, does that mean Totally Killer was my highest rating of all of that them? That was your it? highest rated. I it went totally downhill killer for you. It, 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 just, went, it just continued to slide down. It downward. went uh, seven six two. Yeah. <laughs> so a steep drop off. Yeah. Well, when we come back next week, guys, we're going to be talking about killers, but we're going to be talking about killers of the flower moon. So a three and a half hour Martin Scorsese epic. Nick and I just did Silence, by the way, on the show a few weeks ago. You can look that up if you'd like to uh, check out our retro review of Martin Scorsese's Silence. But we will be talking about his newest film, Killers of the Flower Moon, next week. Nick, uh, get in there, buddy. You're going to have to fucking... That's going to be a marathon. I guarantee you I'm gonna, it's going gonna, it's gonna to feel t- less long than Five Nights at Freddy's. <laughs> How many times are you peeing during that, though? Let's be honest. Probably We're not. a diaper. Probably Let's not be all. fucking dedicated, okay? Wear a diaper. Yeah, I probably won't at all, to be honest. <laughs> I really, I really, I really, like, well, it depends. Like, I, 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 I did I have an I'm pr- Maybe I did during Oppenheimer. Ooh. I think I did yeah, during I Oppenheimer. I loved Oppenheimer. One of my faves. I think I had year. to at some point during Oppenheimer. So I don't know. I might, I might have to or something. Cause I don't know what it is about the way movie theater seats are designed or whatever, but like I sit in those things. I get a water every time I get like a bottle of water every time I go to the movies. And I swear mm-hmm. to God, Classic. like every time I crack that thing open, I can go pee right before or I can go pee right when I get to the theater. G. I sit down in that seat. I crack that water open. I take a little baby sip. All of a sudden I got to pee so bad. Like, literally, uh, I take, like, a baby sip of it. You might need to get that checked. Uh, <laughs> it's, the only, it's the only time it ever happens. I swear to God, it's movie theaters. I don't know if that's movie-related. That I feel like that might be a scientific <laughs> thing that you might want to get looked at. All right, so Killers of the Flower Moon next week. Marty Scorsese, we both love him. We'll see what he's got going here. And uh, we will report back on that epic three-and-a-half-hour film. But I am looking forward to it as one of my blind spots this uh, award season, nonetheless. So I'm uh, looking forward to checking that one out finally. Nick, until next week, buddy, uh, don't let any animatronics attack you. Just keep your distance. You'll be fine. They could have come in the theater and killed me before I had to endure (laughs) this movie. And it's like, and the experience of watching it, too. Like, it was probably the worst theater. Even if it was a great movie, the theater experience would have been god-awful terrible. Like, people just have no courtesy and also need to exercise more so they don't... Yeah, I'm, that's. I'm also sorry, um, everyone's ears that's listening to this on headphones for all of my really loud breathing noises I'm making. That sounded brutal, and I'm really yeah. sorry for that guy if he's listening. I hope that one dude <laughs> is not listening. Those <laughs> the theater with you today. If you were at the 11:30 Saturday showing of, of of Five Nights at Freddy's, and you were sitting behind a tall dude, oh man, um, please. Please go to the doctor. Uh, you need to do that little yourself, that little breathing machine with out. like the hose, and you, you, you blow oh, into it man. and like see how you can like raise the air. What I mean, because <laughs> Nick, uh, what do we got? Six nights, six nights at uh, whatever until we get together. <laughs> Let's do it next week, man. Killers of the Flower Moon. 
I had a joke there, but I lost it. I'll see you then. I love you. Love you, buddy. <laughs>